Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. First, I will start by acknowledging that I borrowed the title for this podcast. When I was young, I saw a little film with the title, Hope is Not a Method. Now, the topic of the film was birth control, but I have found since then that this applies to pretty much everything in life. Here's one example. As I've mentioned before, I worked with computer systems in hospitals, implementing them. This meant months of planning and building and testing and training. Now, no computer system is perfect, so there were times when the hospital people on my team would throw up their hands and say, this is never going to work. Which, of course, was not the mental attitude required for success. So at the times when I was really over the whining and complaining and desperately needed them to work with me, I would tell them this little story and follow up with, look, this system is going to happen. Decisions will be made along the way. This is your opportunity to take some control and help us make the best possible decisions for your hospital. Now, whether they were just shocked at my audacity or they actually got the message, things did tend to go more smoothly after that. Well, of course, we must look at a couple of key words with help from Webster. First word, hope. Now, here we get two different slants on hope. The first one, to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or be true. To me, this sounds passive, like you hope someone else will do something to make your desire come true. Like the child who hopes mom and dad will get that bike for them for Christmas. They anticipate it will happen, but they don't know for sure and they have very little control. The second slant is trust, to expect with confidence. To me, this implies that maybe there's something behind that hope that allows you to be confident. Like if you're going to have a surgery, you've done your homework, your research, you've found the best doctor with the most experience in your specific area of need, your medical team has laid out a plan, you know they've done this many times before, so you have a high level of hope. You trust them. Of course, there's never a 100% guarantee, but your hope is well-founded. Second word, perspective. The interrelation in which a subject or its parts are mentally viewed places the issues in proper perspective. The capacity to view things in their true relationship or relative importance. Hold that thought. We'll come back to it. 
Next, I decided that I wanted to find some quotes about hope. So I went to Google Image Search and typed in quotes about hope. I quickly saw I could put them into several categories. Some, shall we say, were a little high level, which is fine. Others dug deeper, had more substance. Well, we'll start with the simple ones. Hope is a walking dream. The power of hope is strong. Choose hope. These are nice. They make you smile. But now let's look at three quotes from people who have experienced the need for hope. People who have discovered and understand the value of hope. Martin Luther King Jr. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Christopher Reeve, you remember him. He did a lot of Superman movies in his day. One of his other passions was jumping horses. You know, have your horse jump across those gates on the track when you're racing. Well, unfortunately, one day, the horse that Christopher was on decided not to jump. And sadly, Christopher was thrown off his horse and became paralyzed, neck down. I like to think that this is a quote from him after his accident. Once you choose hope, everything's possible. And then there's a quote from Anne Frank. Where there is hope... There is life. Now, I had always heard it the other way around. Where there's life, there's hope. So I stopped to think why she had flipped this around. It occurred to me that we can be alive, living, and breathing, and be quite empty inside. But if we start with hope, if we have hope in our hearts and minds, that's when we're really alive. Now, the next two, I didn't see them coming because they don't contain the word hope. But then I realized I didn't ask for quotes that had the word hope in them. And the more I looked at them, I thought maybe they held the key to hope. First one by Jay Lynn, who I don't know who she is, but here's her quote. Sometimes when things are falling apart, they may actually be falling into place. To me, that's a little bit like when I say, look under every rock. Don't assume that something appears to be an obstacle might not, in fact, be an opportunity. The second one, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That one intrigued me enough to look closer at the person who wrote it. It was written by Leonard Cohen, the Canadian singer and songwriter who wrote the song Hallelujah, which it seems has become quite popular now. I decided I should listen to the song again, so I went on YouTube and I found one that Leonard had done himself. Leonard Cohen dash hallelujah in parentheses live in London. Leonard Cohen dash hallelujah 
live in London. I repeated that because I think you might want to go listen to it. It was very haunting. And for the first time, I could really understand the words because they were right there on the screen for me to read. The words are not what you might expect from a song named Hallelujah. But as I looked at them closer, I realized that each one of these little verses is an example of a crack where light can shine through, if only we will see it. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. That is perspective. That is the capacity to view things in their true relationship or relative importance. Perspective is essential if we're going to have a peaceful life, but it's not easy. So we'll leave that for another podcast. Now, many of the things we hope for are complex. Many of the things we've hoped for have a lot of moving parts. And many of those parts we have no control over. We can let this discourage us, or we can keep looking for the light, for ways to make it happen, ways to get around obstacles. We must learn to search and find and grow. Look under every rock. And most important, I have found, be prepared to go in a different direction. I feel like that's the number one lesson I've learned over the last year or so as I've worked on my books. Be prepared to go in a different direction. Don't be so full of yourself that you assume your first plan, your first idea, your first attempt has to work. So no, hope is not a method. Hope is the dream, the goal. Hope is what motivates us, makes us excited. Hope is the foundation, the place where we start. But if we leave it there, nothing will ever happen. Or something will happen, and we'll be sorry we didn't take control. Now, the obvious obstacle is fear. At times, it is like my clients who were forced to build and use a computer system they did not believe would work. Sometimes we do have to accept things we have no control over things that are not going our way. We can dwell on that fact. We can dwell on the fact that we're so sure that this situation is hopeless. We can throw up our arms and not even try. Or we can dig deeper, take another look. It's about expectations. Back when I worked in the research lab, one of my colleagues was from Germany We became quite close friends for a while. She had a little boy and wanted to find a book that would help him better understand the American society. I suggested the little engine that could. I assume you've had that book read to you. It leaves us with the idea that we can do anything. The sky is the limit. We're in control. And the stage is set for what I call our national slogan, Life, Liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Do you remember the movie The Last Samurai? When I watched that, it occurred to me for the first time that each culture has their own slogan, and it makes a difference in how they view and approach life. There are two countries 
that I have a particular attachment to, so let's look at those. First, Germany. Now, my Google search tells me that they place high priority on structure, privacy, and punctuality. Here's another story about my German friend. I was visiting her in her home in Hanover. She was going to take me to the train station so I could get to Frankfurt and connect with my flight back to the States. She had carefully calculated exactly how long it would take her to get me in her car from her home to the train station. She calculated so I would get there just as the train was rolling in. No waste of time there. Well, as it turns out in this case, we'd forgotten that the time had changed the night before, so I missed the train and had to change my travel plans. All good. Things happen. But I do think this is a good example of German culture, of how they think. The other country I have a personal connection with is quite different from Germany, Brazil. Google tells me that Brazilians value honesty, respect, trust, and patience. I have this connection. I have friends down there, and I've had the privilege of visiting that beautiful country three times. I really hope I can go back again someday. I remember watching the Summer Olympics in 2004. Now, I'm probably not saying his name right, but Vander Lee de Lima was a Brazilian distance runner. He had come from a terribly poor background, but someone had recognized his talent and had helped him get all the way to the Olympics. He was approaching the finish line well ahead and within reach of the first place, when suddenly... One of the spectators grabbed him and pulled him off of the track. Other spectators immediately pulled the offender off, so Vander Lee was able to continue. It was later found that this bystander just wanted publicity. But who got the real publicity? Rather than being angry, Vander Lee shook himself off and finished the race. He came in third. I can still see him on the TV waving his arms like he was flying. He was just so thrilled to be there that this little event was not going to take away his joy. The Olympic Committee said they were sorry they could not give him the gold medal, but there is a special award for sportsmanship, one I believe they seldom give out. So in addition to his bronze medal, Vanderlei also received the sportsmanship one. I wonder which one he values most. You see, our core values do define us. So I suggest that if you're serious about your hope, your dream, you pick some key words and define your vision. Don't lock yourself in. Keep it wide open and create your motto. It only seems fair that I do the same. So here are my three words. Savor. Enjoy the journey. Explore all of the options for getting my message out there. Undaunted. No concrete expectations. Be prepared to change direction when appropriate. My motto? Savor each moment. Explore all options. Remain undaunted. It's like when I told my disgruntled hospital team, your life is going to happen. 
Day in and day out, you can't stop the train. Decisions will be made along the way that change the course of your life. This is your opportunity to take some control, make the best possible decisions for your own life. This is how I see hope becoming the foundation for motivation that results in a positive outlook. Have that hope, set that goal, find your words, find your path. But bottom line, put some method behind that hope. Take control. Hope plus method equals success. Hope plus method equals success. I saved one of the quotes for the last. This is by Emily Dickinson. Now, how is it that people like Emily Dickinson and Shakespeare, who wrote their material hundreds of years ago, how is it that we still take their material and enjoy it? We write books, we make films based on their stories. I think it's because they were the kind of people that really understood human nature. So no matter what the story, we can relate to it. And here's what Emily said about hope. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. In other words, for Emily, hope is always there. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. We have to be willing to be unafraid to grasp it. We'll leave it there for now, but remember, it is always time to grasp that hope that is always there. Now is always the time to add method to that hope. It is always now.